Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Real Talk Baseball. It has been a busy, busy, busy week in baseball, and I'm excited to talk about it. Now, first off, I actually recorded an episode on Wednesday, um, but a little something happened, basically. Uh, well, I recorded, basically, it was like 45 minutes, and when I downloaded it and was ready to post it, I realized that it only downloaded seven seconds of it, so the entire audio was corrupted, and I could no longer post it. But we are back here, and I'm going to go over everything that I went over on Wednesday, plus the stuff that just happened the past few days, which, honestly, are the more important stuff. The stuff that happened Thursday, Friday are the, the most interesting stuff, but we'll get to that. We're just going to get start a little warm-up here. Um, starting out with on Monday, so um, as of Monday with Trevor Bauer, he's, he's looking to break that AAV annual, average annual value, which is uh, Garrett Cole's record right now of $36 million a year. Bauer's not going to get that. I, I I don't believe that he can because Garrett Cole proved himself for multiple years. Bauer had a rough, uh, was that 2019, 2018? He couldn't, he couldn't get over himself that year. So I don't, but Blue Jays, Yankees, and Mets for that year, especially, uh, show interest. So we'll see where he goes. I would, I would assume Blue Jays or who isn't on this list, the Angels. That's why I hear a lot of people think he's going to go to. So, uh, JT Realmuto up next. Um, as of Monday, the Phillies weren't looking to resign, but as of like today and yesterday, they gave him a five year, $100 million offer, in which he hasn't taken yet, obviously. But um, that's a little interesting. So, yeah, um, I don't really understand what the whole thing is because when you're looking at the best catcher in baseball, I think you should assume that you're going to give him a lot of money and you're expecting him to come back. So uh, I don't know what's taking him so long <laughs> because if you're the team that's trying to get you back is giving you over a hundred million dollars, I'm taking that. I mean, that's just me because I want a hundred million dollars, but you know, um, and the other guy is George Springer. Now, when I looked at the Phillies, I don't, I think they're trying to get, uh, I don't. So the Blue Jays. So right here says the Jays regard center field as a bigger need than catcher. So they're making a greater push for Springer than they are for Real Muto. Um, I, so he has offers. I believe he has two offers north of a hundred million dollars. The bets in the Blue Jays are a good guess for where he's going to go because they are prioritizing just spending a lot of money this offseason, and I'm expecting them to be very, very good this season. So um, we're going to see where that goes, but I think that wherever he lands, he is going to have a huge impact. He's one of the best center fielders in the game. So um, let me just, I'm going to just cut this audio real quick, and I'll be right back. All right, I am back. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I just had to do a few things there. But okay, so when it comes to... George Springer, one of the best center fielders in the game. Uh, he's expecting a lot of money. Uh, I expect him to take no less than $100 million. Um, because he's producing at such a high rate, and he is still young, so teams are still looking for a young center fielder, and the Mets are looking hard. They're pushing hard for him. Mets and Blue Jays, it's, it's a race. I think he's going to choose between those two. Next guy's Marcelo Zuna. Now, he's interesting because 
He's, he, I believe he's 30 years old. Uh, Universal DH is going to help him a lot if it does happen. Now, I have heard things. I saw a report saying that they are going to have a universal, excuse me, universal DH until the starting pitcher is pulled, and then there's no DH. So as long as you keep your starting pitcher in, you have a DH, and then you got to use regular baseball strategy for bullpen and pinch hitters. So I think that's the best idea possible. I think that's inc- I think that's an incredible idea. Um. So, but the the universal DH will benefit Marcelo Zuna a ton because he's a guy that as he gets older, he's not going to be playing in the field as much. And when he uh, he does hit, he's hitting it out of the park. He's He had one of his best seasons ever in 2020 based on projections for 162-game season. So um, I'm interested to see where he goes. I believe there is that rule change with the Universal DH. He's staying in the NL. He'll probably re-sign with the Braves, but his market has been relatively quiet. And obviously, I wrote down DJ LeMahieu, but we know he just signed a six-year, $90 million deal with the Yankees. And I saw some people, they're like, oh, they're like, oh he, $90 million? That's it for maybe the best guys, the best, like the next Tony Gwynn of our generation? It, he's like 32. You're not paying him like $100 million. He's getting paid $15 million a year till he's 40. So he's fine. It's really not that big of a steal. He's gonna be aging. He's not, and by the end of his contract, he's not gonna be performing at the rate that he is at now. So, that the Yankees totally won that, and I didn't even expect the Yankees to re-sign him. It was just a, it was just a matter of how much, how many years I think was he gonna get. I think he was expecting under a hundred mil, but it is what it is. I mean, I think um, Lemayhew. Uh, maybe the best contact hitter in our game in a long time. Uh, 90 mils is completely fine. Uh, Didi Gregorius, he's another guy who the Phillies are trying to re-sign. He only had 28 Ks and a 284 batting average. Now, comparing that to the second baseman of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Keston Hira, he had 85 Ks in 49 games. This guy, Didi Gregorius, 28 Ks in, I believe, 59 games. So, he's not striking out. He's going to get on base. Um, he, he His market's been quiet, but he is consistently productive, and Philly is deciding whether to re-sign with him or not. So, we will see where that goes. Um, the next guy is Masahiro Tanaka. I, I don't know too much about his market right now, only because with the starting pitchers, it's very quiet. So, um... I don't think that he's going to be signing anytime soon. I think he's looking for a deal in which he can be the number one guy and where he can just um, be really comfortable. I think the Blue Jays are a team for that. Um, he could return to the Yankees, even though I don't think they he will. But I think he could if that's an option. And uh, but the Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays will be the best option for him. The Blue Jays seem to be the best option for literally every team. They are young. They just um, re-signed their CEO and president, Mark Shapiro. And uh, things are looking bright for the Blue Jays. Um, Jake Odorisi. Now, he only pitched 13 and a third innings in 2020 because he was injured. And um, 3.51 ERA uh, in his 2019 season. So, um, 
I've seen that multiple teams are showing interest, but uh, not much there. Um, Liam Hendricks obviously signed with the White Sox. Uh, Four-year deal. I think it was $68 million. Um, next guy is Michael Brantley. All right, so Michael Brantley is another guy who would benefit a ton from the Universal DH. He's a guy who is, I believe, 32, and he has injury issues, and he's really not going to be playing the field anymore, but he's still a great hitter. Um, Universal DH, now he would, now, okay, what, was <laughs> what am I trying to say? Uh, he was with the Astros and the Indians, so he had the DH already, so he's used to it, but to open up his... Um, teams that he played for, meaning the NL, the Universal DH would open that up. So, uh, I mean, he hit 346 games last season, and I believe he hit 302 the season before, so he's still at the top of his game offensively. Just defensively, those injuries really plague him in the field. So he's not a guy that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, let's put him in the outfield. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's not, not anymore. Um, this other stuff that I wrote down, I said on Wednesday, but it's completely useless now, so I'm just kind of going to skip over it. I mean, the, the only thing that was big was the Liam Hendricks signing four years, $68 million, improving their bullpen. It's crazy. Um, now, the thing on Tuesday was the big thing. Uh, <laughs> wow. Good job, Clayton. Good job being so vague. Um, the Corey Kluber showcase, where basically he was gone. He was out for two years, so he had the showcase to kind of see to show teams where he's at, and he honestly looked great, I believe. I believe he was stopping out at 90 miles an hour, which I think is what he usually is. He's not a power pitcher. He's a ground ball pitcher. Um, but we do know that he signed with the Yankees, so um, it's kind of a shame. As a, as a baseball fan, you like to see variety. Yankees getting literally everybody is sometimes not fun. I mean, it's obviously their history. Everybody wants to play for them, so it is what it is. But, you know, I... It's, it's their history. They're the greatest, maybe the greatest, they, they're the greatest sports franchise of all time. The New York Yankees, playing for them is the biggest role in sports history. Okay, so Wednesday. The Astros signed Pedro Baez, so he's promised 12 point, this is really confusing the way that they explain the contracts, so he's a relief pitcher. He's actually very good. He was for the Cubs, he was with the Cubs, and I think he had like a two, Ooh, a 3.03. Hey, stop. I need to get more sleep. 3.03 ERA. Um, he's promised 12.5 mil with a 1,500... Wait. I don't know why I said 15... It's a... I, what I, oh, 500k signing bonus. 4.5 mil, 5.5 mil with his first two years. And then a, up to a $1 million bonus in 2022 based on how many innings he throws. So that does happen a lot in the MLB where if you're paying a guy a lot, but he actually comes in more than you thought, you can give him a raise. You can just pay him more for doing more work. That's usually how things work. So uh, 2014 and 2020, he had a 3.03 ERA, 25.3% K rate, and an 8.2 walk rate. Um, he's a guy who's going to produce automatically for the Astros, assuming that they aren't cheating anymore. Um, but that's a position they need is, uh, bullpen and they can get to the world series again this year. I, I guarantee you they, they have a big, big chance. The, they're going to have to get through the Yankees and the blue Jays. I think Rays are diminished pitching wise. They are not, not as good as they used to be. So 
Uh, just look out for the Astros in this next season for the AL. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, the next guy is Marcus Simeon. Uh, he had an MVP caliber 2019 season. He had a 7.6 F war, F war, uh, 0.285, a 285 batting average, 369 on base percentage, and a 522 slugging percentage with 33 homers as a shortstop. Those are numbers we don't see besides Francisco Lindor anymore. Those numbers from the shortstop position do not exist. Uh, Marcus Simeon is a star, and he needs to find his place. Uh, if he can find a great role where he is the man at shortstop, he is going to produce the same same numbers. And he could have another MVP caliber season and lead his team to the playoffs. I think that's the type of guy he can be. Um, but the Athletics, Phillies, Reds, and Red Sox are interested. I think he's going back to the Athletics. If I let me look, um, Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon. How do you spell that? Marcus Simeon. I don't know if he re-signed with the Athletics. Uh, Red Sox Phillies among Marcus Simeon's suitors. So he wasn't he was an athletic, and now he is not there anymore. And he's most likely not going to re-sign. Um, the other guy is Al- Albert Almora. He's interesting. He had a very good rookie year. And I think he only batted like 170 this year. Or, so, or he batted 271 this year, but he, he's not as good as his rookie year. He was really good his first few years and he just fell off. I don't know what that is. I don't know if he was suffering an injury, if he was, if there was something with coaching or um, his role on the team, but he kind of just fell off. Now, I, uh, I don't know how many teams are actually going to be interested in him. I believe he, he would serve a backup role. And uh, what position is he? Is he a, he's an outfielder. Um, but he's a guy that, um, I think the Mets are obviously looking at, they're looking at outfielders, they're looking at Springer, now they're looking at Elmore, so he's going to be interesting. I I always hope the best for players, and especially him, he had a little down year, so I hope they can get that back for sure. And then coming back to Tanaka, the Padres are interested in him, so if the Padres can rack up a third star pitcher, they might, I think they'll be better than the Dodgers. Because they got Tatis, and they got Machado. And then their pitchers are Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell, and they could get Tanaka. And where did Charlie Morton go? Is he? He's not on the Padres, is he? He is Atlanta Braves. That's correct. That's correct. Yep, Atlanta Braves. So if Tanaka can land with the Padres, he, that team's going to the World Series. And I guarantee it. Right now, Padres, Yankees, World Series. All right, today, the Yankees re-signed DJ at 90 mil for six years. We already covered that. Corey Kluber signs with the Yankees for one year, 11 mil. We covered that as well. Next guy is Kirby Yates. He was an all-star reliever a, two years ago, and he's nearing a deal soon. Padres, uh, not one of his finalists. Padres were his former team. They're not among his finalists. So, uh, actually, I have this up right now. He had a 2.55 ERA. Uh, exceptional, exceptional 38.44K percentage and a 31.2K to walk percentage over 183 and two-thirds innings with the Padres after being claimed off of white waivers from the Angels in April 2017. He uh, he was a starter after they dealt Brad Hand in 2018, and he converted 53 of 57 save opportunities over 2018 and 2019. He's a guy that if also 
the Mets or the Blue Jays or one of these teams land, he's immediate impact. He is an underrated star in baseball. Excuse me. And um, he he is seen as one of the best relievers in my eyes, and I believe he deserves a lot of money. Um, he had a league high forty one saves and a tiny one point one nine ERA over sixty and two thirds innings in twenty nineteen. He finished ninth place in NL Cy Young Award. Uh, that's a reliever, uh, ninth in Cy Young. So there are only eight better pitchers than him that year. Now, statistically, there are probably only like four pitchers better than him because it's tough to compare relievers and starters. So you get in that mess where um, when it comes down to Cy Young in any award, in any sport, comparing positions is so, so difficult because with relievers, you have one job, get out of the inning. Starters, mow down the guys stay out there as long as possible. Um, relievers basically meant to stay in as short as possible. Relievers want to stay in as long as possible. Um, because you gotta save the relievers. You don't have to, you don't have to save the starters. So their their stats are so hard to compare. You'll have you basically have to look at um per game averages comparing that I am so sorry for yawning so much. I do not mean I'm not meaning to do this at all. Anyway Relievers, you basically have to compare reliever to reliever and starter to starter. That's the only way you can do it correctly. See how well you compare to the other guys in your position. Don't compare two positions. It doesn't work out. Unless you're comparing outfielders, infielders, catchers. You can you can you can um compare any outfield position to each other and any infield position. First base may be the only exception, because those tend to be the different guys, not the big fielder guys. Those are bit, first basemans are basically DHs. They don't really do much in the field. So, um, so the next thing is also the Phillies made a five-year offer over $100 million for JT Rumuto. Now, I don't know if that means he's going to resign. I would hope that he resigns because uh, that's a lot of money. And if you're going to come back to the team that wants you, that's the money you want. So just understand that if he doesn't resign, it's probably because he had his mindset that he wasn't returning for this entire time. But maybe he is. Maybe he is returning. Oh. So, uh, USA Today's Bob Nightingale, who adds that there's a groundswell of optimism that Philadelphia will re-sign the two-time All-Star. Uh, the 29-year-old 20, uh, Rimoto spent the previous two seasons in Philly, where the ex-Marlin continued his run as the major's premier catcher. He was ranked the uh, top catcher in uh, for MLB Network, and um, so, yeah, I, I do not have a guess on where he's going to go. This makes me think he's going to go to the Phillies. And if he doesn't go to the Phillies, then we knew that he had his mindset on a different team the entire time. So that's all the info I have today. Uh, thank you guys for watching, for listening. Sorry, I was thinking about YouTube because I'm starting that up. So uh, I, I, I had such a great podcast on Wednesday, and then it all got corrupted. And I'm sorry if I didn't have the energy today. Um, long week, but I'm going to be plugging these out hopefully every 